problem. We rewatch movies from our youth to determine if they're problematic by today's standards, and today's answer is yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jimmy. And I'm Jen. Today we'll be discussing Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, which was released in the U.S. on May 23rd, 1984, the U.K. and Ireland on June 15th, 1984. It was written by Willard Hayek. Huck. Uh, what? Huck. Um, well, okay. Huck. <laughs> and Gloria Katz, and directed by Steven Spielberg. It stars Harrison Ford, Kate Capshaw, Kehu Kwan, and Amrish Puri. Uh, so what's going to happen is this, Jen and I have thought three problems that this movie has, three each, and then we've also thought positive and we're just going to have a little chat about it. So, Jen, <laughs> people people don't know this, but we, we, we record on Zoom and we can see each other's faces, and right now, <laughs> Jen's face is that of disgust, it's of um, disappointment <laughs> in me, and maybe a little bit of hatred, I don't know. But, Jen, what's your history with Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom? I've seen it once. Well, now I've seen it twice. Um, I When did the fourth one oh, come geez. out? That was like over ten years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, it must have been over ten years ago, because I remember I was living in an yeah, apartment at the time. Something. So I, I was... I was going through my period where I was just like trying to watch a ton of movies that I never saw when I was younger. Like, I think I talked about it when we watched mm-hmm. Terminator. Um, like, I, 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 I watched a lot of series in like one right. week. Um, like, I would spend a week just watching, you know, one series after the other. I think I may have even watched all these movies in one day. I watched uh, all three original Indiana Jones movies. Um, and I really, really liked the first one. I really enjoyed it. And then I watched the second one and yelled a lot. And my husband, I think he hadn't really been around anyone who had uh, expressed so many problems with it. And I think it was a little jarring for him. Mm-hmm. And um, then I watched the third one and I really liked it. Yeah, I love the third one as well. Yeah, and the fourth one came out in the theaters a few months later. And I saw that in the theaters and I went with a group of people and um, my feelings about it were very different from everybody else. Um, (laughs) And I'll talk about that some more later. Uh, What's your history? Well, I grew up watching Indiana Jones movies. I loved them. I loved the first one and the third one. But this one, this is a tricky one because I never really enjoyed it that much. It's the one I go to the least when I'm rewatching the original trilogy. Uh, or if they're on TV, I'll happily sit and watch Raiders and Last Crusade when they're on TV, but I'll always skip this one. I may watch like a couple of moments to see how it's edited on TV, uh, but that's that's about it. I mean, I've, I've seen it loads of times. Not as many times as I've seen 1 and 3, but I have seen it a lot of times. And I, I just tend to dislike it more and more every time I watch it, because it's just so... I'll get into it. It's one of my problems <laughs> why I don't like it as much as the other two. But a lot of people think this is the, be- the the best one. My husband, you know, we were talking about it yesterday. And he's like, you know, I really like. Part of me wants to like it less or expects to like it less, but he's like, I still like it as much every time. But he he understands that it's you know yeah. not the best. He's not going to say it's the worst because he feels four is the worst. But yeah, um, he enjoys it. He has fun with it. So you know, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. And I I often with things like this and Star Wars, um, 
you know, I wonder how I would feel if I had grown up watching them. I didn't. Um, no. I never saw them. I was barely aware of them. I was mostly just aware of them through references like uh, Muppet Babies <laughs> would have clips from yeah. these movies a lot, which yeah. is one of the reasons why Muppet Babies is not on DVD unless you buy a bootleg. I know. Exactly. Um, and Muppet Babies rocks as well. It's so good. It's such a yeah. good show. But, you know. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of movies that as an, like it's, it's like the Goonies thing, because we talked about that with Goonies mm. too, that like, how would I feel about Goonies? If I'd watched it mm-hmm. as a kid, um, coming in as an adult, especially when people hold these movies in such high regard, um, if it's been built up too much, yeah, it's you know there's there's a lot of room for it to be a disappointment. And um, this one, I actually had thought, well, maybe I'll like it better this time because I hated it so much the mm-hmm. first time. But that didn't happen. But also, I wasn't totally paying attention because I had trouble just focusing on yeah. it. Um, because I was like, I was so annoyed within the first like 20 minutes that like my mind couldn't let me try to enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, which sucks. Cause I try to give things a fair chance, even if I've seen them before I and didn't like them. But we've spoke about nostalgia before and how nostalgia affects our thoughts and feelings on movies, uh, mm-hmm. now compared to when we were younger, but it just goes to show that Raiders of the Lost Ark and, um, Last Crusade are both actually genuinely good movies because you enjoyed them as an mm-hmm. adult and you didn't grow up yeah. with them. So there is some movies that are genuinely well-made and enjoyable, um, unlike, say, Goonies, which a, a, a lot of people love. I mean, I still enjoy it, but because of nostalgia, I grew up with it. Mm-hmm. I watched it all the time on TV, um, recorded off TV, the edited version, I've said all this before, but does goes to show just how good those movies are if you can enjoy them as an adult yeah especially when when they're so so much older and so usually there are elements that are not as good just because like you know say you know special effects have changed or you know stuff like that um and then of course there's you know watching things and seeing the misogyny of it all um (laughs) like like when a guy calls a a woman doll or sweetheart Mm -hmm. um which I don't like. No, but that's I mean <laughs> a lot of a lot of the defense in this movie is it's reflective of the time when it's set and also of the old sort of you know, the the shorts that used to be you know the adventure movies and all that from the forties yeah. or whatever. And I and I I do understand that and I allow for it, but also um it just annoys me. No, I understand uh, that. It just like I just yeah, it's um and I'm sure that back in the day uh, when it was more acceptable to say these things that plenty of women hated it, they just weren't, you know, in a position where they could say anything about it. Okay, why did I pick this movie? Right, so I know sequels, sequels. Yeah, I know why I picked this movie. This is the the second movie in our sequel month, um, and I just mm-hmm. thought that it would be good to talk about. It and I want to torture Jen, so <laughs> not really. Thanks. And also, you didn't reply to me when I said, wait till you see what other movie I've picked for. I was frightened. Yeah. I was kidding. I haven't picked anything yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I was still dealing with this. Yeah, I, uh... I was like, oh shit, she probably thinks I'm being serious. I was very worried. Um, but no, I haven't picked anything. Oh, do you want to know a fun fact? A fun, fun, fun fact? Always. It's it's really not that interesting. It's like it's like a little above the IMDb trivia mm-hmm. I pick. But um so 
Steven Spielberg met his wife, uh, Kate Capshaw, in this mm-hmm. movie. And um, his first wife was Amy, Irmi- Amy Irving. So two weeks in a row doing a movie starring Steven Spielberg's wife. Yeah. Yeah. Although he actually married Amy Irving the year after this movie. Really? Yeah. And they split up in 1989 and they married Kate Capshaw in 1991. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. All right. I didn't notice that. I didn't notice that. Um, but how many Amy Irving were actually together before they split up in 1979? And then, because um, she was supposed to be playing Marion and Raiders. Oh. And they split up in 79 and she lost that gig. And then um, they got back together again in 84. And then they got married in 85. Yeah, I'd totally forgotten she'd been married to him. Right. So let's just get into um, our problems, Jen. And I'm very, very sorry, but I have to pick Willie Scott. Because oh. Willie Scott is one of the most annoying characters in the history of I movies. I think it's really fun when we can uh, both talk about our first problem together <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Oof. See, I tried not to put it. I tried not to put her fu- at all. But <sighs> just watching that again just reinforces just how much I dislike her. And people argue that she's supposed to be annoying because she's spoiled and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, fine, she's supposed to be annoying. But she's annoying the entire way through. Even in the last scene, she's annoying. Yeah, she she's annoying through the whole movie. And then it's like, we're I think we're supposed to like find her really annoying that she's complaining all the time. Look at the situation she's in. Mm. Like, wouldn't you be annoyed if you're stuck? Like, if you end up on this plane with strangers going somewhere where you have no like, it's she's essentially it's kind of like being kidnapped. You know what I mean? Well, like she, her whole situation. There's like they write her as so annoying, like her reactions to the food, mm-hmm. like that she's so ridiculous. But like, yeah, look at what she's supposed to be eating. Like that's the thing. I know that's, that, that's the thing that pisses me off. She's so annoying, but like she has every reason to be annoying. She has, but it's played so broadly. It's so on the nose, it's so over the top, it's just, she's just really, really annoying. And, I mean, I I do sympathise with her because of the shit she's gone through, but, I mean, she doesn't, even in the last scene, she's still annoying. Mm -hmm. She's still being whiny in the last scene, and it's like, I understand everything you've been through, but maybe, like, sort of calm down a little bit. You're safe now, everything's fine. And there's no chemistry between her and Harrison Ford, mm-hmm. I don't feel. She is so. written so badly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love this. Kate Capshaw was very critical of her own character, saying Willie was not much more than a dumb, screaming blonde. She screams 71 times in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's there's annoying and there's understanding that she's in a difficult situation. But come on. There's a limit. 71 times screaming. Come on. I couldn't. I, I Almost just switched the film off and was going to message you and say, right, sorry, I made a mistake. (laughs) I just forgot how annoyed she made me. Like, at one point, she is putting perfume on an elephant because it smells bad and says, quit complaining, this is expensive stuff. Um, At one point, she says, I need to call my agent. Yeah. Um, Although she does need to call someone to help her because she should not be in this situation. No, like, she shouldn't. Oh, and then she 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 tell she says, um, 
I think she says it like after he's already gone, but like at one point she says, I could have been your greatest adventure. I can't remember if she said it to Indiana Jones or like mm-hmm. if it's one of those things she said after he left, but uh, those were the lo- the specific lines I wrote down that really, really pissed me off. Um, she just like, I think I there's a way where you could have this character and you could have her be annoying, but not have it. I mean, it's it's the writing. The writing's mm-hmm. well, and like the acting, that's that's something that we should separate from Willie Scott herself because I have other problems. It's just awful, and it's like she's just there because it just it just feels like it's one of those situations where she's just there because they're like there should be a love interest for our leading man because you can't make a movie without there being a woman to for that man to treat badly and then have sex with and save, yeah. And I hate it. I hate it so much. And it sucks because I really liked, I forget her name because I've only seen each movie once. Um, mm-hmm. The the woman from the first movie. Marion. Marion. I really liked her. So mm-hmm. when you're watching these back to back and you go from Marion mm-hmm. to Willie Scott, it's real bad. That's what, that's what Spielberg wanted, though. He wanted the exact opposite of Marion. He wanted, because Marion was resourceful and could take care of herself until she was captured at the end damsel but um he wanted the opposite of that so that's why we get willie scott so i keep reading because i you know everywhere i'm reading about this i keep reading that they set it as a prequel because they didn't want nazis to be the bad guys who says nazis have to be the bad guys couldn't you still make this exact movie and it takes place right after? Like, is there a rule that if a movie takes place in a certain time period, that there can literally be no villains in the world except for Nazis? I know, because it's not even set in Europe. So, yeah. you know, the Nazis weren't exactly bothering India at that time. There, look, I'm not going to say that George Lucas isn't talented. Because he has made some very successful movies, and I've heard some very good things about American Graffiti, which I've never seen. However, I don't think he's as... He's not that great. Like, that's so unimaginative. To say that that we have to set this earlier, or else the bad guys have to be Nazis. Yeah. That's that's small thinking. I know. Oh, shit, Jen, we're going to get cancelled, because last week it was... Um, Roger Ebert this week is George Lucas. Roger Ebert loved this he movie. He did love this In fucking fact, movie. I, I read oof. Uh, <laughs> um, I read that Siskel and Ebert, so one time, uh, like, Kate Capshaw was on The Tonight Show promoting this movie, and this is mm-hmm. back in the day when, I guess, in the UK they still do this, but here they, they don't really, where it's like, you know, the first guest would come on and they would stay for the next guest. Yes. And so, um, Kate Capshaw was on and then Siskel and Ebert came on and they were giving their review of this movie and they were going on and on and on about how terrible the actress was in the movie. And she was like, "Uh, don't talk about me like I'm not sitting right here. Can you like how rude? Seriously? Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah, so I don't feel bad about saying bad things about Roger Ebert. I think many grown men will say bad things about George Lucas, depending on what they're talking about, because so many of them hate the prequels yeah. uh, for, for Star Wars. And honestly, at some point, I'm going to say some things about the fourth movie that'll get me canceled. So <laughs> like, I, don't, I, I don't dislike Lucas because I don't really have a dog in that fight because I'm not a huge Star Wars guy myself, so mm-hmm. I don't really care. I just feel like I read quotes like that from him, like about the Nazi thing. And it's like, it just seems like he doesn't, 
I don't I don't know what he's thinking. You know what I, I mean? Like he just sa- he says things that I'm just like that doesn't make sense. Yeah. And I just feel like he he is seen as this incredibly imaginative man and he I mean he created, you know, this whole world of Star Wars. Like it's not like I'm saying he has no yeah. imagination. He has an imagination in the sense of like making up these worlds and stuff, but as far as like thinking differently from like whether or not to have Nazis as the bad guys, mm-hmm. like in that kind of area, like maybe maybe I'm thinking structure. I don't yeah. know. Um and also just the fact that like with the prequels that he didn't seem to get the charm of the first movie is like why make so much CGI? Like it's there's there's I just think that he he lacks imagination in some of the structure. Yeah. What structural ways? Um, I also, from everything I've read about this movie, it should not have been made. Like it, it was, it was rushed because he didn't want to lose Spielberg, mm-hmm. and he and Spielberg were both going through terrible breakups, mm-hmm. which is why the movie is so much darker. And I just want to read this um quote from Lawrence Kasdan. Uh, who wrote Raiders of the Lost Ark, and he was asked to write the script, and he said, I didn't want to be associated with Temple of Doom. I just thought it was horrible. It's so mean. There's nothing pleasant about it. I think Temple of Doom represents a chaotic period in in both Lucas Spielberg's lives. The movie is very ugly and mean-spirited. Yeah. That's a lot. Well, that can actually go into my second problem then. (laughs) All right. The movie's too dark for me. Mm. I mean, I know that's why a lot of people like it, because it's darker, mm-hmm. but I just think it's... I, I love Raiders and I love Last Crusade because they're fun and they're enjoyable. Yeah. There's levity there. There's some dark moments like melting faces and stuff, but this <laughs> just goes beyond. And you know I like a dark yeah. movie, and I... it The tone just... Like, the first movie was really fun, and then to go into this, it's like, come on. Mm-hmm. You know? Ugh. I mean, Spielberg even dislikes this movie. He, yeah. he says that it's far too dark and he doesn't think there is any of his own personal feelings in the movie. It's it's mean-spirited and it's just mm. sort of it's nasty. It's just, I just don't... There's moments I like. Mm-hmm. I do quite like the opening scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I do like that. And I mean, the song and dance number don't hate it, but yeah. I just... I, just, I, I can't enjoy it. I can't enjoy it, Jen, because it's just too dark for my liking. Um, but hey ho. I mean, I do. I don't mind darkness in movies. Yeah. But when we go from Raiders to this, mm-hmm. it is quite sort of stark. The difference, really, it's quite fucking. Yeah, I just don't like it. But then a lot of people don't like Last Crusade over this because they say it goes far too into the other direction. <laughs> You know, as a sorry for this movie, yeah. but I disagree with that because I think Last Crusade is a lot of fun, and there's still darkness in mm-hmm. that movie as well, and it's Nazis yeah. again. It is weird to me, and I'm coming like you have to remember, I'm an outsider. I saw all the movies within the same few mm-hmm. months. I watched this movie, and I don't understand how so many people can love this movie so much, and then shit on the fourth movie. <laughs> Because I just, <laughs> I had more fun watching the fourth movie. Yeah, like it's and like the things people complain about. I'm like, I'd prefer that silliness to this. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I like if you had said we were watching the fourth movie, I would have been yeah. excited actually. And I'm fine. I am fine with the refrigerator thing. That is okay by me. I'm not having to deal with some of the offensive stuff from this movie. Yeah. Not having to look at the gross mm-hmm. food. I have pissed off many people and by talking about how much more I like the fourth movie than But that's one. fair enough. I, I, I don't don't know how I feel about the fourth movie. Well, it's but it's so it's also so different. Like I and I and I'm not saying that there's not good reasons to hate the fourth movie. Like plenty of people have described, you know, I good reasons uh-huh. why they don't like it, and I get it. But there's also the separation of like I grew up watching these movies over and over. I'm a grown mm-hmm. adult, and this is what they're giving me. And this guy is a little old and moves slow. I'm interested to see how people will react to this fifth one. Because if people, like my husband, go into this fifth one and they love it, Mm -hmm. then I will take back a lot of what I've said in the past about the fact that, like, nostalgia has such a huge effect Mm -hmm. on their feelings. Like, especially with, like, two and four. Um, I mean, one and three Mm -hmm. are still better. But, like... I'm I'm really curious how much of it is like the age and time in which these people are watching this. Yeah. Although Dylan made a really good point last night. He like went on a huge rant about how like why get Shia LaBeouf when you have short round? I know. And he was like he was like why why wouldn't you just cast Steven Yoon and have him be there? And I'm like why can't you just cast short round? Like why do you yeah. have to change it <laughs> to a guy who when it was when the fourth one was made wasn't even really well known, you know? Yeah. It would have been great seeing short round again. Yeah. One thing I want to add to your thing about the darkness is, um, especially since we talk about ratings a lot, uh, I read on Wikipedia, in response to some of the more violent sequences in the film, and with similar complaints about gremlins, Spielberg suggested that the MPA alter its rating system by introducing an intermediary between PG and R ratings. The MPAA concurred, and a new PG-13 rating was introduced two months after the film's release. So this film helped lead to PG-13, which apparently a lot of people think this and gremlins are both pg-13 but they they are not because it didn't exist but um like red dawn was the first one or no sorry the flamingo kid flamingo Um, kid was the first one rated um pg-13 but red dawn dawn was the first one released as pg-13 so technically it's red dawn is the first pg and r are such very different things this movie had a lot of trouble in the uk uh, and i'm just going to read this uh, to avoid a 15 certificate in the UK, with the sacrificial ceremony said to be bordering on 18, according to a letter sent by the BBFC to um, United International Pictures in 1984. There's no way it would have been an 18 now, but back then, they were very strict. The BBFC cut one minute and six seconds from the film, and later said that it was one of the strongest PG ratings they had ever issued. Among the cuts were a heart rip from a sacrificial victim and his lowering into a blazing pit, edits to a whipping scene and the fight between Indiana Jones and the Overseer, and the removal of a shot of a man's head hitting the side of a cliff. The line, leave him alone you bastards, was changed to just leave him alone, and sounds of screams and violence were also considerably reduced. The PG-rated print was the only version available in the UK for many years until October 2012, when all the cuts were fully waived for a 12-rated Blu-ray release. So yeah, we couldn't watch this fucking movie uncut (laughs) until 2012. That's crazy. I know. It is ridiculous. I mean, I I don't like the movie much, (laughs) but censorship bothers me more. Yeah. Um, Yeah, 
So what's what's your second problem? Kate Capshaw. Right. I feel like that needs to be separated from Willie Scott. Okay. Um, and I, you know, I, I hate going really critical of actors. Um, like, it, there's something about, like, I don't know, it feels so personal. Yeah. And honestly, I don't know if I've seen anything else she's been in. I'm not super familiar with her work. So I've seen one, um, one other thing she's been in. She played Sean Connery's wife in a movie called Just Cause okay. in the 90s. So I'm not going to say overall she's a terrible actress because I don't know. I know mm-hmm. that in this movie she's not good. I don't know if she's a bad actress. I don't know if Spielberg just – if she was just badly directed. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the material was just – so bad she could not save it um or if it's a mix so i'm not going to necessarily say like she's a bad actress but it's not good it's not a good performance it's so over the top mm-hmm. so big i i cringe watching it it's just it's not good and and i don't think she deserves to have siskel and ebert sit next to her and talk about how bad she is in it but i don't disagree with them um, <laughs> just don't say it when she's sitting right there and yeah, not acknowledge just, that she's sitting right I, there I do I do have to I mean considering I have so many other problems with this movie I and especially the character like even if this was a well acted role I have problems with the character yeah. right so I don't know how much of it is her fault and how much of it is the, the men running the show mm-hmm. um, but oh it is cringy it is one of the worst performances I've seen in like a major like a big movie like this yeah and oh god and we didn't even talk with Willie Scott like I just hate the stuff of like they hate each other and then all of a sudden they want to be with each other like I hate that kind of stuff I was sitting there you know we're sitting there watching it we're watching this scene where they're kind of like they seem like they're gonna you know get together and uh I was like how many like he's treating her like such shit Mm -hmm. like how many men have gotten horrible ideas about courting women from this and dylan was like look at every movie from the 80s it's not just this but like this is this is a really perfect example of like pop culture putting out the idea of like you can treat a woman like shit and she'll still want to be with you Mm -hmm. um and i just I, I wish the performance was better because maybe it could have saved it a little for me. Even if she had chemistry with Harrison Ford. Yeah. There's just no chemistry between the two of them in this. There's more chemistry between Indiana Jones and Short Round. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, once again, movies don't need romance. No. And and then you read, you know, that someone like Sharon Stone auditioned for the role. And I'm like, maybe Sharon Stone would have been a lot better. Maybe she would have brought something else to it. Maybe there would have been better chemistry. Um, well, she did. She did um, King Solomon's Minds. Oh, really? She she got to be the the female lead in sort of an adventure type movie set in the past for two movies actually that got a sequel, but they're garbage. Those movies and racist. But yeah, Kate Capshaw is just like really, really over the top, and I cannot handle it. I just I can't. Right. So much of the the first like 20 30 minutes of this movie involves her. Mhm. Um like before we really get into the actual like plot of the movie. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why two of my three problems are Willie Scott and Kate Capshaw because at by the time we get really going in the movie, I'm just I'm so overwhelmed by my annoyance and hatred of this character and this performance. Yeah. And it it just really at that point I'm like, I can't like this movie. <laughs> I, I don't think anything's going to redeem this movie for me. 
My my third problem is a very brief one, so we don't have to talk about it. I'm just going to say one word and we can move on, Jen. Bugs. Can't deal with them. Can't do it. Hate it. Fucking hate it. Next, what's your third problem? <laughs> um, my third problem is the food. Yes. Let's talk about that then. Um, okay, so first of all, I mean, and, it, and it's a problem on a couple different levels. On the less serious level, it is, it's just gross. Like, reading about this, there were people involved with this movie, and, and, and critics of the movie who were just like, Spielberg and Lucas are just immature, and they were just trying to gross people out. Like, a lot mm-hmm. of the descriptions that people have of, like, what they were doing with this movie was, like, the men who made this movie are, like, children. Yeah. Which is, like, not what you want to hear. No. But it is, it is, I mean, for that movie, it is kind of immature. It is. And and it, once again, it's, like, so so much of the, rea- like, there's all these reactions from Willie Scott where, like, I'm supposed, she's annoying, yes, but I'm supposed to be thinking, like, it's awful that she's being so annoying. But, like, this is, this is friggin' gross food. Mm. And, um, and then there's the deeper level. I'm just going to read a little bit to you from, um wikipedia yeah i think i may have Uh, the same quote here actually so carry on the depiction of indian culture caused controversy and brought it to the attention of india's censors who placed a temporary ban on it as it did not open in theaters Mm -hmm. Uh, the depiction of indian cuisine was heavily criticized as dishes such as baby snakes eyeball soup beetles and chilled monkey brains are not indian foods uh shashi Thorer and uh, Yvette Rosser, sorry if I said those names wrong, have criticized the film for its portrayal of India with uh, Rosser writing, it seems to have been taken as a valid portrayal of India by many teachers since a large number of students surveyed complained that teachers referred to the eating of monkey brains. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in his uh, autobiography, Amrish Puri uh, expressed the whole controversy around the film was silly. Mm-hmm. He wrote, it's based on an ancient cult that existed in India and was recreated like a fantasy. If you recall those imaginary places like uh, Pinkup Palace, starting with Shanghai, where the plane breaks down, the passengers use a raft to jump over it, slide down a hill, and reach India. Can this ever happen? But fantasies are fantasies. Um, oh, wait, that's not... Oh, here it is. Because that was that was important, too. Uh, yeah, that was, I, that was the guy who plays the, the main bad guy. But this is, this is the quote I, I meant to yeah, get the, into. Yeah, the Roshan uh, Seth one. Uh, yeah, uh, Stephen intended it as a joke. The joke being that Indians were so smart that they knew all Westerners think that Indians eat cockroaches, so they served them what they expected. The joke was too subtle for that film. If your joke, that's, I mean, if people don't get that, mm-hmm. then it was a, it was bad. Yeah, but keep reading. Okay. Uh, in the script, a brief scene which did not make it into the film had Indiana Jones remarking, even if they were trying to scare us away, a devout Hindu would never touch meat. Meat makes you wonder what these people are, dot, dot, dot. A hint that something was amiss in the palace. Why cut that out? Yeah. Why? Keep that in, Spielberg. And then nobody's fucking complaining because it's part of the plot that these people aren't Hindu and they're not supposed to be eating meat. They're just doing it to fuck with them. And, and it's, it's these people, people write characters and cultures into movies, not really thinking about the real da- long-term damage it can mm-hmm. have. And I understand some, I mean, this, maybe they should have seen it a little better. But yeah. then I think about a character like Apu, and it's like Matt Groening, like, thinks that 
Apu has like a ton of depth and stuff. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's not what people are getting from this. People are like Indians and in, uh, like, especially in America have been like really taunted with thank you. Come again. Like yeah. it is a thing. And it's not, it's not a secret. People act like it's a new thing. If you want, like, um, Harold and Kumar came out what in like 2004. Mm-hmm. That's a thing in that movie. Like I, th- I feel like I there was a movie um called Suburbia in the 90s. Like I think in like 96, where I'm I'm pretty sure that reference was there. Like we've been knowing that like the way you portray Indians in movies is incredibly damaging. Yeah, and and on TV and this like. There, I've heard those monkey brains references throughout my life, and it yeah. is messed up. But Jen, you're forgetting one important thing, though. What? White people think it's okay and it's not racist, so it's fine. White people can go fuck themselves. Yep. Like I, it's it, this is this is why you have to have diversity behind the camera and up at the top. The these things should like if you and and that's the thing is I've I've it seems like I'm constantly seeing things in movies that are like um that come off as really bad at, like at, at the very least very bad at most like racist misogynistic or whatever and then you find out there's an explanation it was just cut out don't cut out the explanation and no, honestly like and I'm not a while I do enjoy a director's cut occasionally I am not a huge fan of people going back and re-editing movies later and um, that mm-hmm. is one of my problems with George Lucas um, mm-hmm. and the original Star Wars trilogy however yeah. I think that in situations like this um, in a world where, like, Disney Plus has warnings before their movies mm-hmm. saying, like, this is a culturally insensitive movie, they should edit stuff like that back in if they have the footage. They should. Like, ha- it, it should absolutely be in there, yeah. Ha- it wouldn't hurt it, and um, it, w- it would help, and it, it changes a lot. Look, if it's like an indie film or something, maybe that subtlety statement works for me. When you are dealing with a major... as an indie film. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was good and it annoyed me that was very clever okay if you are if you if you're watching an independent film uh the subtlety is fine whatever if you're dealing with a major movie like a huge blockbuster like this subtlety is not going to work that's true and, and i say this as someone who has complained a lot about things like especially you know on on pilot inspectors on my other podcast like you know there'll be things that we complain about in tv pilots where we're like they went too big on this they didn't need to like they didn't need to explain this we're not idiots but then if you go on the internet or talk to like your uncle or whatever you find that wide audiences yeah do not get subtlety they 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 need to have things explained out for them and i'm not saying anything bad about them it's uh, people just watch things differently and they their brains work differently when they're watching things Mm -hmm. um and especially if you don't watch a ton of stuff or you don't know have a ton of knowledge outside of what you are watching yeah you need things explained to you this is something that like this is a huge movie and you need that to explain this thing or else it's going to be intensely intensely offensive but even if you had that line in it's disgusting and not enjoyable for me no it's not no the whole scene is not enjoyable to watch in any way shape or form but if they were going for that and the whole point was that they are not real um, Hindus and they're just like faking it or whatever, then that line should have been kept in. If they were just messing with Indiana Jones and the rest, then it mm-hmm. should have been 
Yeah. So this, like, when I first wrote down the food, like, honestly, my complaint was a little more shallow in just that you. Yeah. <laughs> but then the more I thought about it and the more I was reading, I was like, no, this is actually, like, a massive, massive issue here. This is yeah. a really insensitive movie. Well, um, I mean, that that's basically me with bugs. It's just bugs. It's just you. Mm-hmm. That's it. And there's, I, can't, I don't like them. And I don't like that scene. And I couldn't watch that scene. And poor Kate Capshaw. Two scenes. Poor Kate Capshaw hated all of this. Like uh, Spielberg said the only reason he thinks she married him is because he cut out a scene where she was going to have like a a huge snake on her or something. Mm -hmm. Um, Like it sounds like she maybe had some PTSD from this movie. Um, Yeah. And I I feel so bad for her uh, for having to deal (laughs) with bugs and stuff. And I also feel bad for her that her character – who is understandably disgusted by this food is also painted as being bad or annoying because she's disgusted by the food. Yeah. When they should have been listening to her. I know. But then again, she is annoying. She She is. is, Look, (laughs) that's part of my problem with her. She's annoying, but it's also, I don't think she's like, I, I, I guess it's that she's annoying, but I don't like that. She's seen as, uh, like lightly villainous in her attitudes, right? Okay, like yeah. not that she's the villain, but just that it's no, seen, like that is seen as a bad um, characteristic of her when she yeah. has every reason to be pissed off and annoyed this entire film. No, I get you. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, it's treated. She's treated as above the joke. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and she's treated as you know just a. A whiny, self-absorbed woman. Yeah, she was in Shanghai. She loved her job. She loved where she was. She was very happy. And now she's in this situation. You know what? I'm way more annoying than her if I'm in this situation. But the things I say are going to be less annoying. Because I would be writing my own lines instead of the people who wrote her lines. Yeah. And I'm not a great writer. But I'm going to do a lot better than I need to call my agent. So what, what, what is your positive for this movie? The score, because okay. I I love me some John Williams, mm-hmm. and you're so I basic. Ab- I know, but <laughs> I absolutely love the score to the original movie. I think the score is fantastic in Raiders, um, and I love it. But then, I actually prefer the score to this movie over the one in Last Crusade. I've actually mm-hmm. listened to the score to this one more than the one Last Crusade score. Which is strange, because, you know, I would rather watch Last Crusade than watch this movie. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But yeah, I just love the score. I just think John Williams is one of the masters at uh, soundtracks, and yeah, I love it. So, it's as simple as that. Very basic, Jen. I couldn't (laughs) think of anything. The last act has some good action stuff in it there. I'll say that. My positive is short round. I love short round. <laughs> short round's so great. And it's so funny because when the first time I saw these movies, um, when it was over, I was like, okay, I hated that. But like, I love short round. He's so great. And Dylan told me that people actually like short round. And I was surprised because um, generally when there's like a little kid mm-hmm. in a movie like that, like people hate them. Yeah. And the same thing happened to me when I watched um, Alien, that little, the uh, Newt. Newt. Newt, I I really liked Newt, and mm-hmm. I was and once again I was like, oh, pe- people really like Newt. Like I was really happy to hear that like Short Round and Newt are loved. Mm-hmm. Um, Short Round is great. Short Round should be in the other movies. It should. Um, 
I I love him. Mm-hmm. I love him so much. And uh, I, God, if they could just, if they would put him in this fifth movie, I would be so happy. Adult. I don't care that he's a grown ass adult and that it wouldn't be as adorable. Like I, I, I love short round. Short round makes this movie more tolerable. Um, and, and they should have not had the woman and they should have had just more of short round. And uh, one thing that bugs me is finding out that Harrison Ford took a lot of short rounds, uh, best lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sucks. Uh, that's a little selfish, but yes. uh, yeah, I I love short round, and that is and that is I I love I am glad that I have this positive. Like I didn't I knew my positive going into it. Uh, same here. I knew my positive was going to be the score. I was going to pick short round, but um, I don't know. For some reason, I thought you would. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I'll, I'll pick the score because I love it. So. And do you did you hear who was cast in the fifth movie? Yeah, I, I do actually. <laughs> I heard that yesterday actually. Uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Yeah, I am so pumped. Yeah. <laughs> like before, I was like, I mean, I'll see it obviously, and then I found out she was going to be in it, and I was like, well, crap! Now I have to be excited about an Indiana Jones movie. And she's going. She'll probably like rewrite the script as well. I hope so. Oh my! Can you imagine like a woman like her? <laughs> oh God! I just. Ugh. I mean, that's she, what happened. I mean, Carrie Fisher did that a lot. You know, they would, yeah. they would, someone would hire Carrie Fisher, and she would rewrite the scripts. Um, she would like, <laughs> you know, change change the scripts and stuff like that while working on them. Uh, so I think that would be good for Phoebe Waller Bridge to do. Like, mm-hmm. they they need a good strong female voice in these movies. Phoebe Waller Bridge is one of those people that people were like going crazy over mm-hmm. and i by the time i sat down to watch fleabag i'm like this woman and this show have been so overhyped mm-hmm. i'm sure it'll be good but i can't imagine mm-hmm. i will feel the way that other people do oh my god they were so right mm-hmm. they were so right. i just i want to marry her <laughs> i just i want to marry i'm not good enough for her though yeah so i i wouldn't <laughs> marry her because i would know that she could do better oh so we made it though. We did it. Mm-hmm. I have um we did make it. I have one more fact before we go. Okay. The Maharaja, who's played by a boy, is actually okay. voiced by a woman. Oh. Um Katie Lee, who's a voice actor, uh, she went on to be the voice of Baby Rolf in the Muppet Babies. So then we'll talk about Muppet <laughs> Babies. And she was Sunny Sunny Gummy and Gummy Bears. <gasps> Sunny Gummy. Yeah, and she's I love still, Gummy Bears. She's, yeah, me too. And she's still act. That's why I picked those two. <laughs> and she's still acting. <laughs> she's still acting today. She still does voice roles and all that today. So Katie Lee was the voice of the awesome. little boy in this movie. <laughs> all right. So there you go. Um. Yeah, that's all we have time for. Uh, if you'd like to follow the podcast, it's at Drop Pilot Pod on Twitter. Uh, shiftybench.co.uk is the website contact at shiftybench.co.uk is where you can send us your feedback and tell us why we're wrong <laughs> um, and why Willie Scott's the greatest character in movie history Ugh. so where can people follow you on the internet Jen? Um, I'm at Pilot Inspectors on Twitter and uh, I have two podcasts Pilot Inspectors where we occasionally watch a TV pilot and mm-hmm. talk about it and um, Closer to Free, which is a Party of Five rewatch podcast. Excellent. So what's um, what's next, Jen? It's your pick. So what are we, what are we dealing with next week? 
Um, hopefully something you'll enjoy a lot more. Uh, okay. Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. Sister Act 2 from 1993? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's... Oh. I'm 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 excited. I'm excited right. to watch it. I love watching Sister Act too. Okay, so it's probably going to be one of those ones where you, you can't think of any problems and you're just going to enjoy watching the film again. Oh, so that's oh shit, that's actually true. Yeah, <laughs> I'll figure something out. At least, at least you're going to enjoy the movie. You know you're going to enjoy the movie. And, you know, yeah. you're not watching something like this again. <laughs> I'd like to thank you all for listening. We'll speak to you all next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.